Amen. Now, I was asked a question last night. <clears throat> if I brought a group of people into your church who did not think like you, did not believe like you, did not look like you, and was struggling with all kinds of addictions from alcohol to drugs to same-sex lifestyles, but they were looking to get help, would I be able to use you? That's the, that's the question the Father asked me last night. And I paused, and I was like, well, yes, sir. I, I, yes, sir. I'd like to believe, yes, you could use me. And I'm going to tell you why he can use me. Because I don't care what lifestyle you've been caught up in. I don't care if you own drugs, if you high, if you're if you're dealing with alcohol, if you have uh, attractions for for people you shouldn't have attract. I don't get caught up in that because at the end of the day, the Bible is our standard. So if you're coming to receive the Word, I trust the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God to do exactly what it said is going to do. It says in Ephesians five to wash with the washing of the word. Mm -hmm. You cannot help those who you already have, have hatred and judgment and condemnation against. Did you realize that when Jesus helped the woman who was called in the very act of adultery, do you know he did, he addressed the sin not the individual. Mm -hmm. He says, who is here to judge you? He says, no one, Lord. He says, neither do I judge you. Go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. He didn't say he condoned it. He just did not condemn her. Mm -hmm. He didn't condone what it is that she was doing, but he did not condemn her for the fact that she was doing it mm -hmm. and that is where so many people get it wrong there's no difference between uh, 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 uh june and i was talking about this this morning do you know there's no difference in guys eyes between a glutton and a drunkard there's no difference they're both things that are done in access you can have access drinking but one of the number one things that people are caught up in right now to deal with all sorts of thoughts and depressions and everything is food. Food has become their new drug. And they have what they call comfort food. And comfort food is supposed to comfort you. But if you do it in access, do you wanna know how powerful food is? The first temptation that happened in the Garden of Eden was with food. It was with food. So if you don't think food will talk to you, it will. So at Ignite Depot, you're hearing it from me. I'm the under shepherd to the main shepherd. We don't condemn. We love people to life. Now, when we pray, we pray binding up the spirits behind what's going on. Mm -hmm. The people in and of themselves are not 
evil or wicked, it, he, when he called wicked, he called wickedness the acts that they did. A wicked generation means a twisted generation. That's what wicked means, twisted. We talked about that last week. Why are, they, why are people being twisted? Because they are operating in iniquity. Iniquity is in their spirit that gives them perverted truth, perverted character <laughs> and a twisted truth. So why do we, are we surprised when people act like the nature they follow after? But can I tell you something? You can be a believer and still yield to temptation. So I don't throw rocks at people when I live in a glass house. I love them to life. I don't condone it, but I don't condemn them. Do y'all see the difference? If you look in the word, read through from Genesis to Revelation, God doesn't condone sin, but he doesn't condemn the people. Condemnation is not of God. God uses conviction, which is convincing, or he's showing you a better way to do it. And he does it through love. Now, when judgment comes, it's because there's laws that are set up in the earth. You have the laws of the kingdom of God. You have laws according to the kingdom of the darkness. If you operate according to the kingdom of darkness, he legally has a right, not God, but the adversary legally has a right to come against you. Legally. But if you operate according to the kingdom of God, he can try, but we already found out Jesus has already overcome the world. So we have already overcome the world. Do y'all see the difference between the two? I, I, I got to clarify that. We don't attack people. I may not like anything you do, but it doesn't, I'm not going to condemn you because I'm not the one, I'm not in a position to condemn anybody. If God won't, who am I to try to do it? Mm -hmm. So I need you to hear that from me. We don't condemn. We don't condone everything, but we don't condemn. So I welcome anybody. Someone asked me one time a few years ago, if somebody came in drunk into the service, would you allow them to stay? Absolutely. Why? Because if they had enough cognitive to think about coming to service that day, I have enough confidence and trust in the word of God that the word that will be preached is there to remove every burden, to destroy every yoke, to set everyone cap to set the captive free. Amen. Amen. Can y'all see that? Mm -hmm. So as a ch as church, as a as as the body of Christ, we have to have that mindset. We love people to life, but we don't condemn them to death. I have people who, who have lived in all kinds of lifestyles, street pharmaceuticals, a.k.a. drug dealers, people been on drugs, people been alcoholics, people have lived different kind of lifestyles, people who ha had a promiscuous lifestyle, heterosexual, people who have struggled with uh, uh, homosexual, lesbian, all kind of stuff. I don't always, I don't condone, but they'll tell you, I don't condemn them. I love them to life. If they come to me, I give them what the word says and I love them to life. I love them to life. I don't agree with everything uh, our prime minister has done, but I, I, I don't know the guy to hate him. I only know what the, what the media presents to me. And that's not always true. So I'm gonna love the guy to life because I'm praying for that day when I have an opportunity to speak to him face to face, just like Jesus did with Nicodemus. 
I don't agree with everything that party leaders do, but I pray for the day that I have an opportunity to speak to him face to face, just like Jesus did with Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. And when I do, I'm only going to say what God says to say, and I'm only going to do what God says to do. Are y'all with me? All righty, man. Mm -hmm. All righty, dude. All minds clear. Y'all ready to go? Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what you're struggling with. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. I will dress people. I don't care what lifestyle. You could be husband and wife. You can't be out in the back making out. I would get on a person, a husband and wife, get back there making out as I would people who ain't, not because, not because I'm against them making out, but there's a time and place for everything. Mm. I've been in I've been in all female maximum prison, and I knew that when people some of the inmates who were coming there they were in relationships with one another. When they walked, what they did before they got to that door, that's between them and the Lord. But once they walked into that sanctuary, and they were sitting under the Word, there was guidelines by which they had to operate in to be in that meeting. That was not just set up by what's going on with what at the ministry was at at the time, but it was set up based off of the prison guidelines for them to have services, religious services. We never once beat them down with the word. You know, what we did. We loved them, loved them. We preached the word line upon line, but we loved them, loved them, loved them. You want to know what happened? People got healed. People got delivered. People got saved. People got free. How do you know this? Because even after they got out and they went to highway houses, they came back to the church to talk about how if it wouldn't have been for you guys coming, mm -hmm. we love them to life. We love them to life. Mm -hmm. We love them to life. Jesus, God demonstrated the same thing for you and for me. You ask, when did he do it? Romans chapter five, verse eight says this. God demonstrated his love towards us that while we were still yet sinners, actively rebelling against what it is he told us to do, actively, willfully resisting all his instructions and, and all his commands, even when we were still acting a fool, thought we was cool, God still loved us enough to send Jesus to die for the whole world so everybody even those people who are who are actively resisting you today Jesus came and gave his life for them as well so I will not I will not ever tolerate it I will not ever accept it where people are just harsh and rude and cruel towards people why because that's not what Jesus did with me that's not how God is with me. And I'm a saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, fire baptized, on my way to heaven. Oh, so glad about it. And guess what? A leader of ministry. But guess what? There are still areas in my life that God is still working on me with. And guess what? He never once brings up what I used to do. He never puts me on the shame show. In fact, when I go to try to talk to him about that, he act like he has no idea what I'm talking about. And if he does it for me, who am I not to extend the same mercy, the same 
grace, the same amount of love towards somebody else who's looking for help. They're looking when they're searching for all this supernatural stuff. They're looking because there's there's a, there's a, a amount of there's God is in the, is with them. He he's drawing them back into Himself. Amen? Amen. So I'm not really sure who. Yes, sir. He says everybody needed to hear that because I need my body of Christ to act in the character of God. I don't care how many signs, miracles, and wonders you can get if you don't maintain the character of God. What's the character of God? Love, joy, faith, peace, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering, meekness, temperance. That's the character of God. The fruit of the Spirit is the character of God. People want the gifts of God without the character of God. I told God flat out, I would rather... I want it to be good, not just to look good. So what we, we teach here and what we will teach here is the character of God. They go along with the gifts of God. How you know that's an issue? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, they had the gifts of God, but boy, they didn't have the character of God because they were still fighting with one another. And he still treated them like babes, even though they had miracle signs and wonders going on. Anybody with me on that? Character of God. When people see you, they see. That's why I love what Jesus says. When you see me, you've already seen the Father. I want people, when they see me, they've already seen Jesus. If they've already seen Jesus, they've already seen the Father. We are his representation in the earth. Glory to God. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, I just any area of my life that I have missed it in, Father God, that I can I just repent before you now in the name of Jesus. And Daddy, I ask you to forgive me. I want your character manifested in every area of my life. And then when they see the gifts of God as a result of the character of God, Father God, lives are forever changed. Lives are forever changed. Thank you that you not only have forgiven me through grace, by faith, through what Jesus did for me on the cross. But you, as far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed it far from me. I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Hey, man. Glory to God. All right. Are y'all ready for the word for today? All right, now I'm going to make this declaration. We're going to jump right in, in the name of Jesus. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captain, to open up the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn, to give unto the morning Zion, to give unto the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. See, the anointing is on you for service that God would be glorified. Did y'all hear that? The anointing of God is on you for service that God might be glorified. And they who the anointing is upon shall build the old waste 
and they who the anointing is upon shall raise up the former desolations, and they who the anointing is upon shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. So, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with the Tyson words of man's wisdom, but let it be a demonstration of spirit. And Father, you're already here. Continue to do the work in us and through us. Let us be the light, lighthouses of your glory. Let us be the lighthouse. We decree and declare that Ignite Depot is the lighthouse for the kingdom of God in this land. Father, draw them to that light. Draw them to yourself, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Let us operate in the character of God, as well as in the manifestation of the gifts of God that point them directly to you. May you be glorified in all that we say and do today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, one of the greatest things that you can do as a believer is get yourself off your mind and understand that everything that you do is about him. When you become a believer and you make Jesus Lord of your life, what you're saying is, I lay down my plans and Lord, I take up yours. And everywhere I go, from the grocery store to the car wash, to the, to the uh, convenience store, walking the dog in the neighborhood, wherever I am, I'm representing you. I'm no longer representing myself. If you think about it, one of the first things that Jesus did when he came, he had this mindset. He, had, he made no reputation of himself. He had no reputation of himself. And so many times we're, so, we're too concerned about the reputation we have with other people. This is something that I have learned. And this is what helped deliver me. If you have a good reputation, you always got to do things to keep that reputation. If you have a bad reputation, you always got to working on doing things to improve that reputation. But if you make yourself up, no reputation says, hey, I'm just going to use the word of God as the final authority in every area of my life. The word of God told me in Proverbs chapter three that when you keep God's word, he says, I will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. And you will find favor with me, man, and government. God's word says that. When you keep his word, his, by keeping his word and operating his character, he will find favor with God, man, and government. Jesus was not worried about a reputation. I'm not worried about a reputation. I'm only, I have the mindset that Jesus has. I have my only desire is to fulfill the purpose, plans, and pursuits of the one who sent me, the one who called me. And I have this word of the Lord for you this morning. I got this on Thursday, on Wednesday or Thursday, and I'm, he gave it to me, and I'm going to share it with you. The number one, he says this word, distractions. Distractions. Everything you're seeing are only distractions, as I told you in Matthew chapter 24, verses 6 through 8, which says, You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet, not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom in various places. There will be famines and pestilence, but these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. So Jesus says, don't let you, number one, don't be deceived. Number two, stop getting caught up in distractions because the distractions are only there to get your eyes off of what it is God told you to do. 
All those things are signs, are another way of saying they're indicators of the birth pain of the kingdom age, the end of this grace age and the birth of the kingdom age. Do not be troubled or dismayed, as I told you in John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. How is that possible? By trusting in God and trusting in me. When you allow yourself to be troubled or dismayed, you become paralyzed or frozen. That is also why I said you must preach the kingdom of God because fear is running rampant. Fear isn't from me, God said. Fear is not of God. Did y'all hear me? Fear is not of God. He says, fear is not of me, but from the adversary. And what is the result of fear according to Job chapter 3, verse 25? That which I fear the most has come upon me. Fear opens up the door. When you're fearing, you talk like it, you act like it, you meditate on it until you become consumed with it and are no longer responding in faith, but in fear. When you proclaim the kingdom of God, you're declaring what my will and my desire is for your life, and you cast down the fear and step into my peace because your trust and confidence is in me, and I will hasten to my word to perform it. Perfect love casts out all fear, and that love is perfected in you when you remember and meditate on the fact that I love you and nothing can separate you from that love. Amen. Nothing can separate you from that love. Now it goes on to say, this is not a battle that's fought simply in the natural for it is spiritually driven. Mm -hmm. If you try to fight it in the natural only, you will lose and be worn out when you have the very weapons to win every time. Mm -hmm. Choose you this day whom you will follow. And this is what I said. But as for me and my house, we shall serve and follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a, just a natural. It's a spiritual battle first. And then you operate in the natural. Spiritual first. Because there's principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness and heavenly places that are are using people to get the, get express themselves in the earth. It's this God uses people through His Holy Spirit to get His expression in the earth. The adversary uses the exact same tactics, just in a twisted manner, in a twisted way. So if you only fight with people and you don't, you never address the adversary, you don't read where God said to go fight people. You did hear where it said to, to resist the adversary. You have people spending more time fighting each other and the adversary sit back laughing at both of y'all because he also realizes that where confusion and strife is, he says where envy and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. So he laughing. He, he, he will cause you to get upset with one another so that he can have his expression in that situation. Can y'all see that? Mm -hmm. 
That's why it's point when people start. I don't debate about politics. I don't debate about what people think and believe. Why? It's pointless if they've already made up their mind. We just going back and forth and adversary laughing at both of us. And God or the Holy Spirit is telling you, stop talking. Because this person is not open to receive what you got, what you got to say. Now, this is actually Vision Sunday. Hallelujah. So I'm going to use these, these next few minutes just to share what the vision of Ignite Depot is. And I'm going to send you guys a copy of this because there's no, I'm not, one, I'm not going to get through all of it today. And two, there's no way you're going to remember everything I said unless you go back and watch the video or listen to the podcast on, a, uh, it's called Ignite to Life podcast, which you can get it on Spotify or you can get it on Apple or Amazon, Amazon podcast, Google podcast. It's probably like on six or seven different platforms. You will not know what's going on in this land, in this house, if you don't pay attention to what's going, coming across the pulpit. You can hear about everybody else's land and not know what's going on in your land. Guess what benefits you're going to get out of it? Because you won't know what to do. Doug was also a military man to tell you, if you in, if you in artillery, but you operating based off of the guidelines of infantry, you are going to get a result, but you're not going to get the results you're looking for because you operating according to the wrong plans. There's a difference between a global word and a specific word for the location where you're at. So I'm going to give everybody a specific, specific look, information or vision for where we are. Now, vision where Proverbs 28, 9, 18 says this, where there, no, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is the one, he is he who keeps the law. He told Habakkuk in Habakkuk chapter two, verse two says this, I'm reading out a new American Standard Bible, which says, then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tables that the one who reads it may run for the vision is yet for the appointed time. This is that appointed time. It hastens towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. Now you got to understand a vision, like much like a prophecy, is a snapshot. It's a snapshot of the end result, but it doesn't tell you every little thing you got to go through. Remember, Joseph had a vision of God that he was going to reign. Did you know that God never told Joseph that Potiphar, he was going to be going to slavery? Did you know that God never told Potiphar that even, I mean, told Joseph that even while he was in Potiphar's house, that Mrs. Potiphar, not Potiphar, Potiphar, his wife, was going to try to put the moves on him, was going to lie on him, even though he operated in the character integrity of God, and he was going to go to prison for 13 more years. None of that was in there, but God already knew that. And at the appointed time, he, he promoted Joseph because Joseph remained faithful to what it is God told him to do, even in the midst of his situation and circumstance. And he got promoted. And what did God do? God did more in one day with Joseph than had happened hundreds of years before he got there. If he'd have got there before that appointed time, 
guess what? He would not have got the result that he was getting. God promoted him at the right time for the right purpose, for the right reasons. God did it. Joseph did not promote himself. He went from the slave house to the penthouse all in one day. Why? Because he kept to God's plan. Now, every joint supplies. Now, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, every joint supplies. So it's not just the pastor's supplies, not just the pastor's wife, not just a few, not just a few people, every joint supplies. So everybody who's attached to this house has a part in this and what in this vision. He gave some apostles and some uh, prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the for the service of the uh, for the work of service to build up the body of Christ. So God has given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to mature or equip the saints for works of service. Where's the works of service that some are in-house, most are outside this house. Your job, you can demonstrate works of service. In your house, you can demonstrate works of service. With your family, you can demonstrate works of service. And what's the goal? to build the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Say, it's not about me, it's all about him. Mm -hmm. It's all about him. How do we do it? By speaking truth and love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being formed and held together by what every joint supplies. So the body is held together and, and form because every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causing the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. How's the body to be built up? In love. Why? Because God is love. Now, a lot of people say, man, but you got to have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people to be able to do everything God told you to do. God told me that's not necessarily true. And you know how he proved it? Gideon. Gideon had 32,000 when those armies was coming up against them. And he was already outnumbered at least four to one. And what did God tell Gideon? Gideon, you got too many people. So he told God, hey, all y'all who are afraid, go ahead and go home. 22,000 went home. Think about that. You think just because people are, are, are come with you don't necessarily mean those people are with you for what it is God's called you to do. Not everybody who starts with you will finish with you. I had to learn that the, a long time ago. Everybody who starts with you will not finish with you. So God told Gideon, you got too many. 22,000 people left. God, God, Gideon says, surely I got, I, I don't have too many now. He said, God told him, you still got too many. What did he, then he said, go down to the brook and whoever laps up like a dog, tell them to go home. Another 9,700 9, people went home. Now, God, now Gideon has 300 people. He said, now you got enough. Why? Because their faith and confidence and trust had to be in God. If they would have had all those people and they got the victory, they would have thought they did something to get it. Think about that for a second. If 
there was a time it was just in some meetings you sister Jew and I used to go to a few years a couple years ago it was just sister Jewin and I heck if sister Jewin was out of town and it was just me and nobody came I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all this real funny story this is when we first came to Ottawa I was leading a Bible study on Tuesday nights down at the uh at the Cartier down um of down in downtown Ottawa on Tuesday nights. It started, I had these faithful few that used to come, but this particular Tuesday, for whatever reason, they weren't there. And y'all know how I am, Jerry, about being a stickler for being on time. When it, it started at seven o'clock, at 6.55, I started praying. When that clock stroke seven, I started teaching to a room full of empty chairs. And I was, I mean, I was going all in, spit flying and everything. I'm going all in. Sister June was on the phone. She could testify to this. Then this guy came to, because we was at this hotel, this guy came to, <laughs> came to the back door. He opened up the door and looked in. I said, hey, man, come on in. The water's fine. But you're going to have to ask somebody else from the notes because I'm already down the road. He looked at me like I was crazy because I was in the room preaching to those empty chairs. And this is why. Because I told God, I would do it if nobody showed up. And I was tested to see if that was true. And guess what? I think we still got it on tape. I went in as hard with nobody as if there was 5,000 people there. What was I saying? I'm not moved by who's here and not here. God, if you say show up, I'm going to show up. And that's what he, what Gideon had to do. Gideon had 32,000, but when he went, got down to 300, he had already, God had already revealed himself to, to uh, Gideon that he is Jehovah Shalom the God who gives peace. And a lot of times why many people quit and people fall down is because they're trying to get their confidence and hope in something externally when your confidence, hope, and reliance has to be on him who is internal with you all the time. That's why we haven't quit no matter what. Numbers go up, numbers go down. Somebody asked me what my numbers are. You say, I, I don't know, I don't check them. You don't know, you don't check them. Mm, I don't base growth on numbers. I growth, birth, determine growth based on the maturity of the people. Why? Because that's what God does. Now, God gave me this word probably a year and a half ago. He, says, he said this to me out of 1 Samuel 17. David was about to go face, was his brothers, the nation of Israel, was supposed to be in a, in a war fighting with the, with the, uh, with the uh, Philistines. Uh, was fighting against the Philistines. Well, they wasn't really fighting because Goliath was out there and he was, he was threatening them for 40 days. Really, he was really calling out Saul, but Saul was scared. He, didn't have the, he, didn't have, he had the height and the looks, but he didn't have the heart of a warrior. So... Gideon, Goliath was calling him out. David comes, 
And like, what can be done to this joker? Who, what happens to the person who takes that joker out? Well, he's gonna get the king's daughter and he, his family ain't gotta pay no taxes. And then his brother was trying to mock him, mock him in there. Well, who, who you leave them little sheep with trying to make him feel small? Try to put him on a shame show. David like, whatever. Yo, man, tell me what's going to happen if we take that joke out? Wait, man, you'll get the king's daughter and you ain't, your family ain't got to pay no taxes. I'll, I'll take him out. And then his brother said, you just came down here to see us fight a war. I would have been, well, with my, my mentality, I would have started laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I've been out here for like two days and y'all ain't moved nowhere. So y'all ain't no, really no war going on. But that's just Milk Jones. Anyway, this is what David said to his brother. And this is what the father said to me. What have I done now? Is there not a cause? If you look up that word in the Hebrew, that word is Dabal, which is D-A-W-B-A-W. -W. You know what that word means? Word or decree. Is there not a word? Is there not a decree? In other words, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares to defile the army of the Lord? He was trying to defile his God. David was never going to put up with that. So what did he, what, but what did, had David been doing all along? He had already been practicing with that bear, with that lion, with that slingshot, protecting his sheep. So when he got promoted, because he was already anointed to be king. Mm -hmm. But he had 13 years of preparation before he became king. Why? Because he had to get the character. Mm -hmm. Pow. Pause and think about that. Now, the word of the year is this. Intentional. I think I sent this out to you a few weeks ago. Intentional which means intended, designed, done with design or purpose. So everything we do is going to be intentional, which means it's intended, it's done with the design or purpose. What is the vision of Ignite Depot? Well, I'll tell you. It is to represent God to ignite life and purpose within our generation to represent God, to ignite life and purpose within our generation. According to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says this in an amplifier. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of laying on, laying on of hands, which those are the elders of at your ordination. So what are we going to do? We're going to stir up, help people to stir up the gift of God or re reignite the gift of God that's on the inside of people. Some people are already in the body of Christ and they just kind of let their, let their fire go down to a little flicker. So from a flicker to a flame, we're igniting life and purpose within a generation. From, with a flicker, from a flicker to a flame, we're igniting life and purpose within a generation. What generation? Psalms chapter 78, verse 5 says this out of the New American Standard Bible. For he established a testimony in Jacob 
and appointed a, a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. In other words, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to have you ignite life and purpose within a generation so that they will tell these things to their generation, to their children, and they will even, and even to their children who aren't even born as of yet, that they will put their confidence and trust in God and that they would not forget the works of God. How many people know that if you don't pass it on to your children, if you look at the generation from generation to generation, people get get wiser, but they also become weaker because they have gotten further and further and further away from the light. Now, our, our vision is, again, to to re represent God and ignite to ignite life and purpose within our generation. What is our mission statement? Our mission statement can be found in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. And you can remember it by this one word, Rhema. If you want to write R-H under it, E-M-A, this is the way that you can remember it. Rhema, which means R, restoring the brokenhearted. H, healing the sick. E, encouraging the discouraged. M, ministering to the poor. And A, advancing the kingdom of God. So if you want to understand, our, our, our vision is to represent God to ignite life and purpose within our generation. But our mission statement is we're going to go about restoring the brokenhearted, healing the sick, encouraging the discouraged, ministering to the poor, to, and advancing the kingdom of God. Our slogan is simple. From a flicker to a flame, igniting life and purpose. From a flicker to a flame, igniting life and purpose. You said, man, that's a whole lot to remember. How are you going to do all that? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give it to you in three words. You ready? Encounter. Disciple, multiply. You have a kingdom encounter. We begin to disciple and you begin to multiply. Why? Because we make this, we are disciple makers. Are you with me so far? So what is our mode of operation? How are you going to go about doing everything you're talking about? Okay, I'm, and, I'm, I, and this is the last part because I got to stop. Matthew 28, 18, I'm reading out a New American Standard Bible, which says, And Jesus came up and spake to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And he says, I will be with you always, even to the end of this age. Matthew chapter, Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says this. 
And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and shall has and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who who has disbelieved shall be condemned. Did it say he was going to condemn them? Nope. These and then he says these signs will accompany those who believe in my name or they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if, they're, if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What are those called? Works of service. So my responsibility is to equip you to make disciples to equip you on, on how to go forth and carry out this, the, our mandate. Now, when you do what it is that the word says, this is what's gonna happen. And when they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and he confirmed the word by signs that followed. So when you go forth and do the work, when you go forth and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, when you go forth and you're making disciples, the Lord will go with you confirming the word of the kingdom with signs and wonders to follow. And then in Matthew chapter 10, verse seven and eight, it says, and as you go, Preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. So if somebody says, well, what about this? I understand that, but what about faith? Well, we will teach you about how to operate in faith according to the kingdom of God. What about praying in tongues? We'll tell you about praying in tongues as one of the languages of the kingdom of God. What about giving? What about tithing? What about offering? What about, what about healing? What about deliverance? All those things. What about grace? All that's part of the kingdom of God. All that's part of the kingdom of God. What about my marriage? All that's in the kingdom of God. Now I'm gonna give you these if, with permission. I'm getting a look. So I'm going to give you three practical things that we got coming up. Number one, on Sundays, of course, we have our Sunday meeting at 9.30 a.m. Now, as, as the head, as the pastor of this house, I'm, I, my responsibility is to give you knowledge with understanding so that you can be doers of the word and not hearers only through demonstration and simplicity of the teaching, but not is not gonna, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's gonna be watered down for itching ears, but to build you up in the word of God and demonstration of spirit and powers to follow the preaching and teaching of the word. So every time we preach the word, I expect to receive demonstration of spirit and power every single time to confirm that word. We also have communion on the third Sunday of each month. And we all, third Sunday of each month is our mission Sunday, and we do distribution on the fourth Saturday. 
Now, this is something that's new that hasn't been before. We have our ID3 growth tracks. ID3 growth tracks. And what is that? Is each week of the month, the first four weeks of every month is ID3 growth tracks. The first week is about becoming a member. You get information about how to become a member here at Ignite Depot. The second week is about discovering your design. The third week is about discovering your leadership. And the fourth week is about joining the team. So starting in May, the first Sunday of May is when we will have our first uh, ID3 growth track is about, is about becoming a member. Even if you already been a member here for and been with us for a while, you all of us are gonna go through this training first. And then the last thing, and then I'm done for sure, is our ID3 connection groups. ID3 connection groups. And I'm gonna tell you about the ID3 connection groups because it's ID3 connection groups to TLC. So it's ID3 to TLC. Now that word, those TLC means touch, learn, and commune. Touch, learn, and commune. So you gotta understand, making disciples is a process, not a one-time experience. So you have to set up opportunities to touch, for them to learn, and to commune. Each one identifies three people that needs a touch. Remember the first word is encounter. So that they can learn, that's discipling. And begin to commune and ignite their life, that's multiplying. Encounter, disciple, multiply. So we ID3 to TLC, touch, learn, and commune. That's Ignite Depot. Representing God to ignite life and purpose within a generation. And whether there's 15 or whether there's 15,000, the, the vision is the same. The mission is the same. Even as we multiply into other campuses, the vision is the same. Mission statement is the same. And the, how people get in trouble in ministries is when they, you have other ministries, like if, like if we have a, a, a small group, the small group, it doesn't have their own independent vision apart from the vision of the church. You wanna know what that's called? Division. And then you end up with confusion. Everything feeds back into the vision. Represent God, ignite life and purpose within a generation. So if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior before, and you'd like to make him your Lord and Savior today, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by simply, as, as simple as praying a prayer with me and, and saying it out of your mouth and believing it with your heart in accordance to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, which reads as follows. The word of God is near you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you, if you pray this prayer with me this morning, saying it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart, you will make Jesus the Lord of your life. You will, he will become your savior. You are back in the body. You are back in the kingdom. You're back in position. Doesn't matter if you pray this prayer before and you've fallen off and you just need to get back. Now is the time. This is that appointed time. This is that appointed season. So pray this with me in the name of Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I, do I do believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carry my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. I receive it. I believe I'm saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and protected. And filled with your Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we want to congratulate you, welcome you into the body of Christ, welcome you back into, into the kingdom of God, and welcome you back into right position. Now, your, what is your next step? You got to find a good Bible-based church that teaches the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus, and also about the Holy Spirit. If your church is still shut down right now and you just want to jump online with us each week, man, I invite you, I welcome you to join us where we will teach you, take you line upon line, precept upon precept, not just what the Bible says, but how to apply it to your everyday life. Now, what I also want to welcome you to do is, hey, if you're in the Ottawa area and, and you can make it out, come join us on Sunday mornings. You simply got to register with us at info at ignitedepot.com. That is info at ignitedepot.com, and we will get you squared away. On behalf of the entire Ignite Depot Brigade, Sister Joanne and myself, we want to thank you for joining us this morning. God bless you and have a great week. Bye-bye.